Welcome to Fight the Cube Radio. If you're looking for a roadmap to retire as fast as possible, with as little work as possible, you're in the right place. Join us as we journey into the jungle of high-reward investing, one glass of prune juice at a time. Fight the Cube, your internet home for replacing the commute with Mongolian jellyfish bath. Look that up in your urban dictionary. I dare you. And now your hosts, Adam and Noah. Adam is a hater that hates things that are good, and so he hated this book. That's right. That's why I hated it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fight the Cube. Very excited to have you with us today. As always, I'm with my brother Adam. Adam is in the freezing cold mother's What's couch. What's Dan, up? What's up? How What's is up? it over What's there? What's up? What's, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? It smells like it smells like Windex and super cold. My digestion is been good today. Um, it's been it's been solid. My dog's digestion is good too as well. It's been eating good kibble. Okay, excellent. How's um, yours? How are you? How's your digestion? How's your gripe? You have yep. gripe? Same same day. We're doing double recording. Same day as the Vietnamese food, so I don't feel very good in the sushi last night. Uh, it's not great. Gripe. A gripe that I have is when you're reading and and to go with the topic of today, when you're reading like a really good fiction book and you read for like over two hours before you go to bed and then you have like these really fucked up dreams like that you're kind of quasi in the fiction world but like not really but you know you're dreaming but not really, you know? Yeah, yeah. What, what's your gripe? Uh, Do you my, sip something? I've changed I, my I gripe. Sipped. My gripe is when you sip something on the podcast. Well, okay, my gripe, like going along the last podcast, do you remember that commercial? We were watching NBA basketball in November, and there was a commercial that was like, the husband comes in to see the wife at the table, right? And the husband's like, I got something for you. And he pulls out like a giant, giant earrings, like bigger, bigger and more expensive than any millennial has ever spent on anything. And he gives it to the wife. And they're in this like perfect house. And she's like, oh, I got something for you. And they go outside, and there's two new GMC trucks outside, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's like, oh, that's – and then he's like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, I'll take the truck. And then he looks, and his wife is in, like, the black truck. He's like, oh, okay. I'll just take the other one because it's like, oh, she's like, you know, she wears the pants, and he's the idiot. It's like Chip and Joanna Gaines. You know, he's – It's like the idiot. sickest house with the two sickest, nicest cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Adam, what's this, ep- what's this episode about? Uh, this episode is about is our winter reading list. So it's cold outside. It's uh, probably much colder in other parts of the country. So we do a lot of reading at this point, um, <clears throat> just because we can, because we are entrepreneurial based these days. So we've been reading a bunch, and we want to share a lot of these books with you guys because we think that they're awesome. Yeah. Also, because we don't like going out of the house really. Too, I would say that we're not go go outers really. Yeah, we're not huge go outers. Not a huge go outer. Stay inners really. So we like, we read and stay in. The bars are scary. We love stay. We love going outdoors to the nature, to the beautiful nature. We lo- but to, to we the, love to going to the nature. Bar. The bar is no. kind of a ra- uh, a gouge rack. Uh, racket. But the oh bar, my God, the bar speak. is for a hunter or a huntress. If they're single, if you're a single single woman or a single man, the bar is for a hunt for the hunt. That's why the you go. The bar is for the hunt. The bar when is you, for the hunt. When you already have meat, when you already have meat, there's no reason to go. I know, like, like Ashley disagrees. My girlfriend disagrees with me on this all the time. But men go out because they're hunting. If if they go out eat, to get if you something. Eat the same meat. If you eat the same meat every day, though, sometimes you know, 
you'd like to look at uh, like a chicken or a lamb. Just be like, oh, I wonder. Yeah, you would. Wonder, you really, you really you know would. Mean. But that's you not really how, would. It's not how we do things these days. Adam not said that, babe, me. not me. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode. <laughs> no, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with monogamy. I'm just saying it's not how things were always done. Things were things were not what things things were not always monogamous. In fact, it's just it's just one way that you can have a relationship. Listen, we don't make the rules of the society, okay? And I'm putting a book on. I'm putting a book on now. Okay. I'm putting a book on that we had to put on the the truth. I'm putting the truth on. No, don't. I don't. I'm not super into it. How dare you? I know you're putting Sapiens on. <laughs> That's the book you're putting on, isn't it? No, I'm putting I'm putting the truth in there. Oh, oh. Well, what are yeah. the, what are, what are the girls gonna get out of that book? They're going to – they see a lot into a male mind in that book. Okay, that's that's true. It's, it's, it's a it's lot book. to a male mind in that book. I just gave that book to Alejandro. I just gave it to him, to our friend. Okay, yeah. begin, begin. Anyway, okay. All right, so this this book, like we are saying, is a winner reading list. Let's start off right away. Um, we're going to do – we have 10 books. We have five books that are business books, and that will be great for personal finance and personal growth. And then five books that are fun books that are also great for personal growth. And close, close. We have four. The mind in other ways. We, uh, yeah, I lied. We have four business books, and we have now we have because someone was just added. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fun books. So we have oh eleven books in total. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do it right this time. God damn you. We have four business books, guys, of business books that we've recently read that we really want you guys to read, and then we have six fun books, making it a total of ten. Oh, that's what six looks like. Yeah, we <laughs> Wait, had, I knew we had nine before that's a minute ago, but I just is. I just thought of one. So anyway, we're gonna go one business book and then one one fun book. Um, business books are great, but we also need to to you know when you work on business all day, and then if you just read business books, you're just gonna die mentally. Yeah. So that also, sucks. The fun books, I mean, really increase your perception of the world, and it, it, they're really important as well. I believe. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think they increase your imagination too. Yeah, the Imaginarium. Imaginarium. Uh, all right, let's start with the first book. Let's let's just get it out of the way. Let's do Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki's masterpiece, you could say. Noah, tell us about yeah. this book. Yeah, yeah, l- let me do this one. This is this is the great. So you might have heard of Robert Kiyosaki probably being friends with Trump. You might have heard that. Um, look, I'm not sure about anything else about him. I've tried to listen to his podcast. It was really bad. Um, however, this book is a masterpiece. This is like just if you're. Just just read this book by him. Don't look at anything else that he's ever done. Just read this book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's it's his masterpiece. It's known as like it is kind of the grand. It's the granddaddy. Uh, actually, I would say YMYL is a granddaddy. Um, but it is. It's an OG of Grandmama. Of, it's the grand. It's the grandmama actually, because it's Vicky Robin. Okay. This, well, let's say this is the granddaddy of of mindset for personal finance um, and and business. Um, basically it's like, why, why would you, why would you want to work for yourself? Like, why would you want to not be an employee? Um, obviously there's a lot of reasons, but this really, really goes into it. Um, it's an amazing, amazing book. Uh, if you're right on the fence about deciding what to do, um, this is something that you should read. It's fantastic. And anyone, anyone should really read it. It's great. I think it definitely started us both down the road that we would eventually take. It was the first one that kind of opened, it opened my eyes. Definitely. it totally opened my eyes. Uh, it totally opened my eyes, especially when he goes into like the taxes section. Um, it really opened my eyes. Anyway, and also it you can see it playing a lot out in everyday life. Like you can see rich dads and poor dads around. Just for just to give a little teaser for the book, the poor dad is actually 
the more educated of the two, and he's just very—he's like a college professor. He's very educated and very, uh, very staunch in his ways. And you can see the rich dad, who's someone just that's been working in business his whole life. Um, and which the two you would want to emulate, you'll have to decide for yourself. All right, that was actually good. That was actually good. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Good job. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I agreed. Om- yeah, yeah. I almost agreed. said Robert. Power. I almost said Robert Kawasaki. But that would be jet skis. Kawasaki. Kawasaki. It's Kawasaki. Kiwasaki. It's, it's not. Kiwasaki. Uh, and, and next one. Do you have anything else to say about Rishabh Poirier? We give it a fair run. Um, I think I think that it it started us down uh down this road. I think that you I think it's a great it's a great uh first book to read to like understand like why you would do this and and it's just great because it shows you through like two different personalities and you like you said you can really match these people up to people in your life like one is very very educated um one is not so much so educated um but one does very well financially and one does not do so well financially um it's great it's a yeah. great book maybe you don't agree with it but yeah i don't 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 look like at his it. political affiliations or anything else just read this book yeah don't look at anything about him just read this book <laughs> <laughs> Just think of this is this is just uh, in a vacuum. Don't look at him and like him with Trump and stuff. Just read this book. Um, okay, moving forward, let's go to a fun book. We'll do we'll leapfrog. Um, God damn it, you put this one at the top. Uh, we're gonna have to do this book. It's called the Three Body Problem. It's by what is it? Sixin Lu is his name. Good job. I know. I remembered it. Yeah, let me pitch. Let me look. Why don't you go on the books that you like? Like, there's some books that you're more into, and let, let me. But let me pitch Three Body. Can I pitch Three Body? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so Three Body Problem is like it's written by Sixin Liu, um, and he is like the the George R. R. Martin of Chinese science fiction. Um, so he is he is this this series is like the most popular science fiction series in China. Uh, it recently, within the year, just got translated to English, um, and it's amazing. This whole series is incredible. It'll it'll expand your perception of space. It'll teach you a lot about the universe, about physics, uh, about everything, and the story is ridiculous. Adam is a hater that hates things that are good, and so he hated this book. That's right. That's why I hated it. Um, I, I I do admit that the physics in the book were very cool. The physics are awesome. In yeah, but you, but you, you know nothing, Jon Snow, because yeah. you only you only read the first book and you didn't continue to the second and the third book. So the really, actual you, story, the actual story is really wanting. I will say. Yeah, you're wanting. The thing story. about you though is that he didn't write it for dunces. Do you know what I mean? Like he <laughs> wrote right. it for some That's real right. ass people. And so when you pick it yeah. up to read it, he just didn't know that you would know get a copy. He had no idea that it would be you reading it. Yeah, I know. I know. Let me just tell the listeners that we start off in a Chinese internment camp, and we stay there for about 100 pages. Actually, actually, close, close, and and here we go. Close but not true. Again, not written for you. Um, We actually, we start off in in the middle of the communist civil war. Very interesting that I didn't even, I didn't even know anything about that. That's where we start off, and we end we end thousands and thousands and thousands of years in the future. So we start right. off. Yeah, the communist uprising. What is the word? I mean, There's an actual word for it. In China. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Um, but that was really interesting. You didn't think that was interesting? I've, I've never heard anything about that. I didn't even know that existed. That was, that was 
I would just say it's so on you to give a book so much leeway, and you gave this one. You gave this book like two two hundred and fifty pages of being really mundane. Really I love it. I love boring. it. I love it. I love it. It wasn't boring to me because I have a brain though. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing with this book is that he expects a certain level out of the reader. And I yeah. totally get that you couldn't reach that precipice. Look, it's a very famous book. Uh, the physics are awesome. Yeah. So please read the whole series. It's really, really amazing. Um, basically, it'll take you from uh, the communist uprising in China um, – I'm probably saying that wrong. It's probably known as something else. But it, during that time, it was like the shrinking of knowledge. Like they were like killing all the scholars and intellectuals. And then it kind of brings you into like the like the explosion of knowledge. That's the like – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It brings you into aliens, into space. Um, yeah. There's like a noir detective story. Uh, it's all very, very boring. But if uh, if that's for you – you know, you might like this book. A lot of people have. Cool. You you will definitely like it if your name isn't Adam. And then I've last never, I have never been name, wrong. Idiot. I've last never been wrong time. about a book before, though, ever in the history of my life. Never <laughs> been a single book. I guarantee you that people really like your body problem, and and then right, they like it. Let's move on, though. Adam, right. take 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 us away on the next one. Uh, I'm just looking at the next one. and I'm like, I like this book, but it's just like, you know, I'm like, Wait, no, I'm not. I'll like, let you. Why don't you get you? You'll get the next fun one too, so you can go. You can go okay. crazy. Okay, okay. All right, uh, the next business book is called Decisive. It's by two brothers, um, Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What are, the, <laughs> what are the brothers' names? Harry and Larry? Fuck. Just start, start on the book and I'll look it up. All right, the book is called guys, Deci- guys, Decisive. This is, this is season two, the lean edition. Okay, it's season two, lean edition. <laughs> what Everyone it is knows. is it's a book that – the goal of the book is to help you make better decisions, and it's something that's really important in business as well as life. Because uh, we were having to make all these decisions in our business that were costing us lots and lots of hours and lots of money. So we wanted a better framework to do it. And it gives you a pretty nice framework. Um, it's by, it is by Chip Chip and Dan Heath. Chip and Dan Heath. And they've written other books too. You you read another one of their books as well, I think. Um, actually, I had <laughs> – this is a good story. <laughs> I, had, I had a mom buy me like this reading list for, for birthday – for the birthday – and uh, of course, my mom is a boomer. She sent me a C. She she tried to buy the book on Amazon, and sent me the 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 CD. Like I would put the CD into my car and, <laughs> and listen to it. That's awesome. I didn't know it's that sitting happened. in the back of Ashley's car, never uh, never to have been used. Anyway, so just to go over the framework of decisive, if you want to make better decisions, it's a really cool book. The first the acronym is called RAP. W R A P. Uh, the first one stands for widen your options. So widen your options, reality test your assumptions are an A, attain distance before deciding, and P, prepare to be wrong. So inside that framework, there's all these things that you can go through when you're making any kind of decision, and it will help you make the best decision you possibly can. So it's cool. It's very useful. This is an extremely useful book. I want to say too, it's not just for business, like for life, for any decision you have to make. Is it like what job you're going to do? Uh, should you move? Should, do you need to move to a new city? Um, it's just like a great way to be able to make decisions uh, less emotionally and more logically, which is something that we really we really needed, I felt like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We did really need it at that moment. Uh, one of my favorite things in this book is no, uh, no this or not decisions. So you can't say I'm going to go to college or not. 
you have to have other options. So you could say, I'm going to go to college or I'm going to go to DeVry University to get a technical degree. You know, something it makes you think about more things that you could possibly do. There's many little tricks like that so, in the book. Well, let's do this. Let's do, let's do this. Should you read three body problem based on Noah or Adam's suggestion? Now use decisive for that. Yeah, but I would widen my options, so I'd probably get other suggestions from Goodreads or something. Right, or you would just maybe read a different book. Yeah. Uh, speaking of different books, anything else to say on decisive? Uh, I, I cut you off. You actually had a really good example about choosing universities. Yeah, what was um, tell, tell the people what your favorite um, – you're looking at the diagram now. Tell people what your favorite little tidbit is there. i got to get some water really quick. Ready to go. Are you kidding me? The dude Getting sips water. water on the podcast here and then we use and the I'm podcast gone. to get water. Monologue. Okay. Monologue so, go. Yeah, here we go. Um, this is like this is like uh when I was like a kid in seventh grade, I did Midsummer Night's Dream. I was puck, you know, monologue. So my my favorite part of decisive um is that when you when you when you come through a decision. So let's say that you're like uh should I move to San Francisco or New York, right? A lot of times what I would do, and I had this problem, was that I would be like, those are my only two options. Um, but really, it's a thinking error that human beings have that when they're in a, a two-way decision, it's like you're just like San Francisco or New York, but you got to think, you got to widen those options and think like, what if I move to Chicago? What if I move to Los Angeles? Like you have more options available to you always in a decision, just the two. The reason you do that is because when you widen it, um, it helps you think through. Even if you still go back to those main two, um, it helps you think through which one would be right for you. Yeah, did, did you say did you say what to do if this wasn't an option? I basically told a them – I we just talked shit, talk shit about you for, for <laughs> two right. minutes while you were gone. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Um, all right, so that's a slice of in a wrap. Let's move on to the next book. Let's go with uh, Children of Time, a really awesome book. This book is by – oh, damn it. Um, no, just keep going. This is the lean edition. It's fine. Just keep going. This is <laughs> season two of the lean edition. This book is by edition. John Krasinski. Um, and it's, it's actually an awesome book. It's called children of time. It's about spiders and space and monkeys and gods and myths. And it's really, it cool. is, it is by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Oh boy. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky, like the, like the, um, the composer composer. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about children of time. No, you picked this one out. Yeah. I, pay, I actually picked this for our book club. This book is so sick. You know what's really sick about this book too? Is that he had the balls, the sack, to only make one book and not to make three books. So it's a like, standalone. You know, it's so it's good. It's a standalone book, which is amazing. Because you know you see all these books, you're like, great, now I have to read ten books. This is awesome. No, he makes one – it's one book. That's it. It's one book. Um, it's incredible. If you like animals, if you are interested in animals in any way, shape, or form, this book will titillate you. It yeah, has a lot of spider. It's got a lot of going into the minds of spiders. If you're like kind of curious about insects and stuff, this book will titillate you. Titillate yeah. you. Oh it's my great, god! It's a great. It's a very riveting. It's a very interesting story as well. A lot of a lot of cool stuff happens about space, yeah. the end of society, and it's a standalone book. You can't say it about a lot of sci-fi. What a fucking man! I know. What a you man! Hey, we need to go. It. Dude, we need to go faster if we're gonna get through all these. I know. We're gonna. I mean, I mean, we're fine. We're gonna cap it at thirty minutes. I think. Okay. We'll keep going. All right. So uh, uh, take a, the next one. The next one. My favorite on this list. My girl. My absolute woman this. who is amazing and wrote this amazing piece of book that started what's called the FIRE movement. Uh, that stands for Financial Independence Retire Early, which is basically the 
basis for this podcast. Uh, the book is called Your Money or Your Life, otherwise known as YMYL. And the author is – her name is Vicki Robin, and she is a G. And this book, if you're going to read any book, I think you would recommend Rich Dad, Poor Dad for the business books. But I would say I would say everyone should start with this book. Once again, the name of the book is Your Money or Your Life, and it is amazing. And she basically talks about the paradox of having to go to work every day and not having a life or not going to work and not being able to afford anything. So you're stuck in this quandary. That's the basis for the book. So what should you do? Um, I would actually say that they should read this book. Uh, this is the coup, this is the coup de gras, the best book ever written on personal finance and whatever. This is the best. Yeah. It's the, the, it's the one and only there's, there's, it's the one and only it's a masterpiece. A couple of things we're taking from this book are the real hourly wage, uh, the wall chart with your finances, uh, expense. Trackers, oh my God. The wall chart, like a statistic chart. or um, just make an Excel oh, no, sheet, please. Oh, no, no, no. And then also from this book, there was, is this, is this worth, um, the amount of life energy you're spending on it? She compa- she computes all hourly wage into life energy, which is actually genius. And, Make sure that you're spending your life energy wisely. Uh, it's it's a fantastic book. It really is. And started, like I said, started the fire movement. Financial independence retire early. They did it through taxable uh, bonds, which has changed a little bit since then. But still, the principles are a little same. bit. Yeah. Um, I would also say that even if you know, even if you you don't want to quit your job and you're very happy there, this is a great book to read to just understand to understand like. How much are you actually getting paid when you factor everything in and how much energy is that taking from you? Um, and it's just important to know. This is the best This is the best, The best. best book. This is the best one. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. I don't know what else to say about it besides it's the best book on personal finance. It makes you me should, happy whenever I right see now. it. She is a G, she, I like the, Honestly, for writing this before – like to think of these concepts, she's kind of a genius, honestly. She, to, like, she wrote it with someone this. else. She wrote it with a guy named Joe Dominguez, but he passed away before. I think it was. Released. Do you think that her and Joe, you know, put some real working, real working hours together? I think they tracked all their time doing it. You think they tracked time having sexual with each other? I hope so. I do too. She would. She'd make a wall chart of it too. <laughs> okay, she's fantastic. <laughs> How dare you disgrace the name of me? No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't disparage her name, but I'm just saying yeah. they wall charted their fornication. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. And- Next. Next book. The next book is called Born to Run, and the author's name is sick. Christopher McDougal. And this I've, book took us down a deep, dark hole. I've got, of I've got down. I've got down on this book. And like, I've got down <laughs> since since your knee injuries. I've got down on this book, honestly. <laughs> wait, this no wait. Come on, this book for being a, a book of nonfiction, a true book, is a truly um, a incredible story. Hey, give really me a tittle. Basically, he makes the argument that humans were born to run. <laughs> oh my god, I just said the title. Oh my god, that was horrible. Okay, he makes the argument that we are supposed to be running hunters. Like, we are supposed to run farther and faster than any other animal. And we're not doing that in our modern society. And to run is to really get in touch with our human selves from the past. Yeah, if you're into running a little, like, let's just say by the data what happened with this book. So we're into running like like any other person, right? We just run because it's like a way to get exercise and it can feel kind of good afterward, but really it sucks feels like ass. dick. Kind of like sucks. Kind of sucks. And then sucks. my like legs, my legs suck, and I've gone like seven or five miles, like not even far. Um, yeah. Let me say that I was running five miles 
after I read this book, I got up to 13 directly because of this book. Yeah. Adam? Yeah, I, was, I got up to 10 miles as well. And I was running – before this book, I was running three. And I also started running barefoot. That means with no shoes because I love this book so much. I was running barefoot through the streets of Austin. Glass it'll make of Austin. it'll it'll make you a believer. It'll make you a believer in running and that the human beings are basically you know made to run. I hate that fucking title is so good. <laughs> Goddamn great, title. Great. Um, let me just say also what happened, Adam, with with reading this book. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's give the whole story. Not well, only well, did yeah. I, not only did I run 30 miles, but I took his his kind of running tips. And the kind of shoes that – you know, the Vibrams? That's what he tells people to basically buy in the book because you're supposed to run barefoot because the human foot is basically, is made to run barefoot. That's his argument. So I took that to heart. I started running 13 miles on pavement with Vibrams, and I ruined my ankle, ruined it. And now I have not even gotten back to being close to that. But, but um, So I, I wouldn't run with Vibrams 13 miles. So yeah, so there was a dark side of the book, which is that I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's totally true. I I don't know if like I could totally run 13 miles barefoot and not rail my foot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I also just destroyed what's called the IT band in my knee and my left. I couldn't run anymore. I was out for a couple months. So right, basically, so, if you run the way this book set tells you you should run, you'll get injured for sure. Yeah, his well, the thing is that he was saying to do, he says to do the the the. The balls of your oh, – no. Anyway, if you read this book, your running will increase probably 200 um, percent, and you'll feel great, and you'll feel unbelievable for a little bit, and then you'll rail yourself because you went way too quickly into running too far, um, and then you'll just be back where you were and be like, that was that was quite a ride. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's, exact, that's, exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Oh my god, please write us when that happens to you. Please write us that happens. Remember when you were going for like 14 mile runs every day, and you were like, "This is like two and a half hours." I'm literally running for like two and a half hours. It's so long. <laughs> I'd be like, "I gotta finish everything by 12 because I gotta go on a, gotta go on a run today." <laughs> that's it. That's oh, that's, that's your ridiculous. day. That's your day. Uh, okay, moving on. Last business book. Um, this book is called Lean Analytics. It is the it's basically the spiritual sequel to Eric Reese's. Um, the startup, what is it fucking called? The startup rules. Oh my, no, it's the lean startup. Lean, the lean startup, which started all this, all Everyone's this dis- heard about discourse. That. And it's what everyone uses now. This so is anyways, much better. Called, this is much better than the lean startup. The book is named lean it's analytics, a- but there's two books called lean analytics. So hold on. I have it right by oh my, my bed. What is who there? I don't know. Who are the authors? Oh, oh, it's on my table. Just one second. I'm putting the mic down. I'm going to grab it. Yeah. As you can tell, we're extremely prepared for this podcast, but this is the lean edition of Fight the Cube. We're so lean, we don't even have a website. Hey, the authors are Alistair, Alistair Kroll and Benjamin Yoskovitz, um, and Eric Rice is the series editor. He's the one that wrote Lean Startup. All right, what's so special about this book? Okay, so this this book is I, I think this book is the best the best book I've ever read if you're making a startup or or even thinking about making a startup and you're like what are the next steps what do I even do when I have a good idea uh, right. it takes you through everything and the best part about it is that it takes you through how to measure everything so that you're not like you're about to make a startup and you're like you talk to some people and you're like oh I think it's a great idea 
right? This actually takes you through how can you measure qualitative data like that to see if it is something that is good enough to spend hours and hours of, of your life on. Um, something that me and Adam have made mistakes on a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, I'm going to say we've read quite a few books on startups and this one really takes the cake because it stresses measuring and learning rather than building something and wasting your time, which is really, yeah. really easy to do. I think that this is the only book you need to read if you want to make a startup. That's a little bit ridiculous. I've read a lot of really shitty business books, and this one's really good. Yeah, you can tell if a business book is really shitty. This book this book has a clear purpose, and you can tell it's good. Uh, yeah, it also it, it is written by people that have built – that seem like they've built businesses because I can just see like the what the – they're looking for a very specific – uh, data point to move to the next level in a business. They know like, exactly what yeah. they're looking for. It actually gives you many different sort of frameworks. That's what that's what I like. Is most business books most yeah. business books are just like there's fluff, and this is like no, this is the actual data point you're looking for, and until you have this, you can't move on. So it's right. very clear. Yeah. It has really cool diagrams, cool flowcharts of like what you should do if if different things happen or if you get stuck a certain point in your business, when you should pivot, when you should give up, like what metrics you should be looking at at all times. Uh, it's very nice from for two people like us who have been running startups for a little bit now. It, it's very nice to look at this. It gives you a lot more confidence in your decision making. Absolutely. Um, I also think that even if you're, you know, you haven't made a startup or you're not currently making one, um, even if you have great like these ideas in your head and you're just like, oh, one day I think like it's something I might want to do. Read this book because it will give you the roadmap to know how to do that, and it'll be so much clearer for you to go ahead and start. Okay, I like that. That's a good wrap on Lean Analytics. Uh, let's do one, another fun book, uh, Happy Cities. Happy Titties. Happy Titties. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. This is by a man. Okay. Um, you, well, this is your book that, that you loved. This book this book is, is amazing. It's about urban design. This is by um, a man named Charles Montgomery who is an urban is, planner. And it's yeah, really he, amazing. He gets off to urban planning basically – um, this this book is really really amazing and book. it is a tough read, tough read. I love this book. I love this yeah, book. This, this book read. makes the argument that um, it basically says cars are terrible, highways are terrible, suburbs are awful, and we should all live in well designed cities. That's I right. That I did not agree. Exactly. I did not agree before I read this book. I was like, no, I should live in the countryside. But now that I read this book, I'm like, oh my god, I should live in one of these cities. And, I'll never uh, move to a suburb again. I will literally very, never live in a suburb. It's very high on. It's very high on Vancouver, Portland, uh, and and Seattle. It's ba- basically the Pacific Northwest. It's high on those cities. Uh, I will say, after I read this book, I sold my car immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we started biking everywhere after this book. It's big on yeah. biking too. Huge on biking. Um, uh, but it's great because it goes into the, like basically the way that roads are designed and what the reason there's so many cars and the reason there's even suburbs is because uh, like you know 50, 50 80 years ago um, the car, the lo- lobbyists for car companies basically pushed all those things to happen. Um, so it's not it's not by like natural design that it's just the best thing for us. Uh, in fact, it's like the worst thing for us, and it's just. It was big business that pushed like society to look this way with suburbs and highways and, and office parks and everything that makes you cringe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really an amazing book, I think. And if you look at our urban sprawl, I mean, you you wouldn't know right offhand everything is wrong. But as he goes into it in the book, living in the suburbs actually costs you your life basically because you're commuting everywhere. It's just completely miserable. 
Yep. 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 Okay, really, so. really. Also, really. Also, reading the book is tough. Let me just let me just tell you. <laughs> it's not as super easy. It's long as fuck. Uh, the it last book. Dense. Last book that was added here dynamically as we were talking is uh, a book called actually not the Truth. actually not the last book. You missed you missed the one in true. You missed the lot. You missed. Oh my missed. god! Oh my Come on. god! Jesus. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I missed. We have two more fun books. Get it up. You one. gotta get it up for this book. Get it up. You gotta I'm get it up, up for this one. Ah! Get up. Uh, get up. Give it. Give it to them. What is this book? This book series is called The Demon Cycle. It's by Peter Brett. The first book is called The Warded Man. You may have heard it before. You may have seen it. It is an amazing book series, just high fantasy, and it's very, very best. It's just this, a fantastic, riveting series by a man who knows how to get it done. He knows no, how to fucking write his pants off. This is the this is the best high this is the best modern high fantasy besides Game of Thrones, for sure. It is it is so fucking good. This book it is ridiculous. I this is the book that we're currently reading, and, and it has five books. Great, they're all out, actually, all five books. You don't have to wait for The Winds of Winter to never come out. Um, you can just read all five of these books. It's unbelievable, and I feel like it's underrated for some crazy reason. It's it's amazing, this book. The, all the series – the series is amazing. It's a finished series of five books. The Word Man is a great start. It's about demons. Uh, you know, there's there's lords and ladies and magic, and it's all really nicely done. And just yeah, a great but, book. It, but it's there's, not it's not like boring. It's not like it's not just lords and ladies and like boring. There's like new kinds of societies um, and there's tons of new characters that you have not seen before in a high fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I feel like it's very, very original high fantasy. I don't think we're doing it enough. I don't think we're giving it enough. If you had to buy if you had to get one fun book, Adam, which one would it be? I know which one it wouldn't be. <laughs> That's we don't three want body you problem. to read. The thing is uh, that we don't want you to read Three Body Problem. Is the thing. <laughs> Me and the author don't want you to read it because we know that you you don't have what it takes. Uh, I would say if you're reading a book purely for fun and you don't want to read like a nonfiction, you want a fiction book. Um, does this beat out Children of Time? Yeah, I would say it does. Yeah, it, it's, this it's, book it's is incredible. This book yeah, is incredible. The series. This is, is the. This is the book where like you'll read a chapter and you're like, that was unbelievable. And you're like, all right, I'm going to get a really boring chapter. And then you read the next chapter and you're like, how did he just do it? How did he just give me two fired chapters in a row with no – there's no stopping. Yeah, it's, um, not, it's not fire. Yeah. Um, I got to go to yoga. So let's talk about – let's talk about the last book. Okay. Last book. You put this on here. So why don't you, you take the lead on this one? All right. Gentlemen and ladies too. This book is called The Truth. Adam, please look up the author. You know him. No, the author is not Neil Gaiman. It is Neil. <laughs> Neil Gaiman. It's uh, not talk, Neil Gaiman. Talk about a shitty book. Um, so anyway, Adam, you look that up, and I'll talk about it. The truth. The truth is about relationships, and mostly it is about one man's struggle uh, with monogamy. Um, and his. It goes through Neil, everything. Neil Strauss, him, the same guy who wrote the Neil, game. The same yes, guy who wrote the game wrote this. Don't just discredit it because you're like, oh, that's stupid. The game is stupid. This book is completely different. This is actually – this is his his life. So it's, it's just about him, um, and it's about him trying to like have this relationship with this girl that he loves, but he you know, has trouble with monogamy. So he basically tries every single kind of uh, sexual relationship that you can imagine. Um, whether it be like try, try whatever he tries swinging, he tries, he tries everything. 
Um, and it's it's an amazing book. It's an amazing book, really. And it's a good love. It's a great love story too. Intertwined into all of that is a really good love story. Yeah, um, I'd say that this is a guy who really, you know, he went out and he gave everything a try, and he didn't understand why everything wasn't working. And he basically documented the results. Uh, it's a very honest book. It's a really hard book to read sometimes. Just it's just it's pretty why? intense. It's very intense. It's very emotionally intense. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. For, for people who aren't emotional robots, like, you know, I'm like not you, emo- emotional, not robot, emotional robot, it can be very I, intense. I thought it was great. I thought that it had, let me just say that it has a very happy ending. It has a happy ending. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a happy ending in sweet, sweet monogamy. Wait, don't you fucking say that because you gave it away. What? I mean, give it away. <laughs> you I don't gave know. it away. I, I no, guess I gave it away. It's not really about you, that, though. It's a, it's a love story in in yeah. some aspects. Uh, um, he's he's a really good writer. Can I say why this book is important? Can I please say why it's important? It why is the it? it it's the only main piece of nonfiction that we have that really details like the struggle with monogamy and the and what the other options are like. And it's interesting to read as a man, and it's really interesting to read as a woman too. I'm sure because you can really get into the mind of a man and be like, "Oh, this is what they think. That's insane. These people are savages." Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. that that's a really good way of putting it. I love this book. I just gave this book to my friend, and I keep and he like he just I just gave this book to Alejandro. Did you read this, dog? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him. So anyway, yeah. okay. Anyway, just just to review, the the business books are Rich Dad Poor Dad. Decisive, Your Money or Your Life, and Lean Analytics. And the fun books are Three-Body Problem, Children of Time, Born to Run, The Warded Man, Happy Cities, and – Happy Cities. Happy yeah, cities. Uh, good job. Good job uh, summarizing that up. I, I would say that – I would personally say that if you had to read one business book, do um, Your Money or Your Life. If you had to read one fun book, do the Warded Man series. And give the Warded Man 100 pages when you start reading it, okay? Give, him all, give Peter 100 pages to set the scene. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you guys have any recommendations for anyone in the community to for us to read, please drop us a line in the Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Hope you're doing great. Whatever you're doing, we're here to help. Um, you can find us in the Facebook group. Like Adam just said, I'm just going to repeat it again. Just, just run it out. Again, again, although we said that we were going to make a website, ftcpod.com, it's just going to be the Facebook group, season two, the lean edition. Right. German shoe company, Dutch shoe company. If you go to fightthecube.com, if you want to go to fightthecube.com and send hate mail to some, if you had a bad day, go to fightthecube.com and send them hate mail and say we want our domain back. Yeah, but do, keep it like keep it, you know, PC. No, don't say anything too. Why hate mail to the Dutch <laughs> shoe company? Because um, we like the Dutch. The Dutch are nice. I feel like clocks. the Dutch are nice. Maybe if we oh. ask them nicely, they'll give it back to us. I'm sorry. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Stay hungry, stay hustling, stay strong in the digestion. Fight the cube.